Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to a proposed trade, Riker. It seems like every month or so, we get some one of these Bleacher Report trades that sort of throw something out there right on the wall, and it gets people talking. And this is the one that's going around Raptors world right now, because everyone's talking about Bradley Beal. And this is a blockbuster trade with Bradley Beal and the Toronto Raptors involved. But unfortunately, this one doesn't have the Raptors landing this, this guy, so I'll throw it up on the screen. This has the Philadelphia 76ers receiving Kyle Lowry and Bradley Beal. The Toronto Raptors get Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, Danny Green, and Davis Bertans. And the Washington Wizards get Ben Simmons and a bunch of first-round picks, including a 2024 lottery-protected pick for uh, from the Toronto Raptors. So... That's a lot of stuff going on. That's a lot of moving parts. What are your initial thoughts of this trade that's swirling around Raptors land right now, right here? Ben, does this appease everyone in the comment section? There's there's trade for Beal, right? There's <laughs> get rid of Lowry haters. There's, I mean, the Houston Rockets were ready to pull trigger with Ben Simmons for James Harden. So there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of moving parts, but maybe some of it makes sense. You'd may, you'd send Kyle Lowry back, the, the goat of the Raptors, you'd send him back to his hometown to be a title contender. Maybe that makes sense. Bradley, 76ers missed out in the James Harden trade, so they'd get another guy to become pretty legit. Raptors would get some young picks. You're going to trash on this, but in terms of just right at face value i think that this is a super interesting one i can't imagine how triggered people are going to be down in the comment section so before we get into it ben everybody it would be a big i guess help for us if you're already watching this video just to like it i, I i'm not going to say like if you agree or disagree because <laughs> i think that the opinions are going to be so completely divided in the comment section so if you're just watching give this a, a like ben let's get into it yeah, I'll throw it back on the screen now just so people can really digest this proposed trade. And you're a bigger fan than this. Obviously, we discussed it a little bit prior to podcasting, but this is not a move I look at as very opportune for the Toronto Raptors. I don't think this is what people mean when the, they say the Toronto Raptors should get involved in a Bradley Beal trade because this is sending the GOAT Raptor out to Philadelphia for, yes, his his former backcourt champion, Danny Green, who obviously left for the LA Lakers and is on an expiring contract right now. But the reason this could be in theory proposed is because the Raptors are receiving Tyrese Maxey, uh, Matisse Thybul, who are two young defensive wings, and maybe they think Davis Bertans has some value. And that's something I'm going to very opposed to debate later on but we'll first talk about Tyrese Maxey because he's a guy that had some really promising moment has already had some promising moments uh, throughout the start of his Philadelphia 76ers career particularly when they were depleted with injuries and uh, COVID protocols but he's coming out this season and he doesn't have the most ridiculous of averages he's only averaging about 10 points per game only 30 percent from the three-point line he's a 20 year old 6'3 point guard slash shooting guard he can score a variety of ways he's not really known as a defensive stopper by any means but he can pass the ball he's not a stat sheet stuffer but he's had some big moments I think uh, the first game Ben Simmons was out due to those COVID protocols he dropped 37 on a solid team so he's had some explosion 39, 39 on Denver Ben yeah, 39 on Denver. So that's a that's something that got people really excited. So he's a player that we'll we'll talk about. Matisse Thybul is a player that obviously had those bubble vlogs going last season, so that gained him a lot of fans. But he broke out onto the scene last season as a remarkable on-ball defender. He was touted as the octopus on defense because he was always swiping the ball and tipping things away and stuff. And he was a promising three-point shooter last year. So 
His, uh, his three-point percentage was around 35 36%. Yeah, 36% from three last season. But this season, it's fallen completely off a cliff, shooting 23% from three. He's barely getting on the floor, Riker. So these are two prospects that, yes, they're nice. <laughs> and it's nice that Thibel's a good defender and stuff. But we're talking about trading Kyle Lowry and a first-round pick, a future first-round pick who usually turns into really strong players for the Raptors. Our picks, our late picks are usually Siakam-like, OG-like. We'll see what Malachi becomes. But I just really am not waving with those two guys for a player like Kyle Lowry. I know his value is not super high, but what are your thoughts on that sort of return just in the Raptors' sake? Ben, you said, let's break down Maxi, and you kept going. You're not giving me a chance to, to butt in with my rebuttals here. I know you're excited about this one, but we need to break them down piece by piece. I had a an interesting halftime podcast or a second quarter podcast. I can't remember the name of the 76. It was 76ers fan. Pod, it was similar to the Raptors Digest. And anyways, their comments on Tyrese Maxi is that he's an even better replacement than and Josh Richardson was for them the season prior. And a lot of that is obviously attributed to the floor spacing that Seth Curry provides. But you said it, this guy, he's come out in the games where he's got plus 20 minutes per game. He had 39 points. He had a six-game stretch where he was getting plus 15 points per game. This is the kind of young prospect that you might draft with a first-round pick, Ben. You wouldn't be ashamed if that's the guy that you picked up. And then the only thing is, how well can a guy like that develop when the Raptors are so guard heavy and all you're doing is trading away one guard to get another guard back. Right. So I don't know if he'd come in to get two guards back. Now, this is the next thing I was going to say. If we're talking about Ty Bull, yeah, he's six, four, six, five, I believe, but he could maybe push up with his defensive prowess to be a, a, a three spot similar to OG and Stanley and OG can push even farther up to be a four or a five and just fully commit. The only problem with that lineup is you said it, and the 76ers guys that I was talking with, they said he just doesn't look confident out there to shoot, even if he's wide open from the perimeter. He's like Lonzo Ball this season, except ever since Lonzo Ball heard that he was on the trade block, he started <laughs> hucking threes, shooting them at a great consistency. But before that, he just what he was passing up his shots. Same thing with Tybul. So both of those guys, I would be intrigued by their defensive promise, especially if the Raptors want to go young. We have a terrible net defensive rating, but fantastic individual defenders. So you know, you, you stack a really four great defensive players onto a lineup and then put a, a decent offensive score like Berton's with the lack of our depth at the the four or five spot and kind of hide him on the defensive end, get a little bit of stretch, big man perimeter scoring. Is it the worst thing in the world, Ben? Like, is it really that bad? Okay. And you brought up points, obviously, and I'm a big Thibel fan. I think if he gets traded to a certain team, he'll find a niche somewhere in the NBA to sort of be a, a decent either backup or bad starting wing defender score, not be able to knock down some threes. I think this might be a little bit of an admiration that he's shooting so poorly this season. So I'm not low on either of those guys. But when you look at the value we're giving up, we're giving up a player that is our creator. Kyle Lowry's the guy that really initiates a lot of the offense. He's been the player that's most consistent for us, especially on the offensive end this season, I know the Lowry haters in the comment section, they love to sort of bash the random plays he has and whatnot, and he does have some poor games that, that, that can't be denied. He is somewhat inconsistent in terms of his three-point shooting over the course of his career, but he's always remained our team's best playmaker, whether it's throwing the ball ahead to guys like Siakam or Baines this season now the past few games, or 
just getting us a bucket when we need it, even when he's missed some shots. So you're giving up our main creator. And yes, I get he's a free agent by the end of the season. I get that he's a guy that might leave in free agency. But you're getting in return two players that I don't know if they're really going to be able to create, especially with their youth and all those sorts of things. And in Thibault's case, I don't think at any point in his career. I think they're the same style of players as a Stanley Johnson. Uh, oh, well, OG's got a lot No, not Tyrese Maxey. I'm not going to let yeah. you say Stanley Johnson no, Tyrese Maxey. No, no, Maxie. I'm talking more Thibel here. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Maxey, but Thibel is one of those guys that's going to be a solid, put him in, he's like a, a cog in your team machine, and he'll play well. That's huh. his, I think, ceiling. He's a really good 3 and D guy. I don't think there's going to be much beyond that. Maxi, there's some unpredictability. The defense is there. He's only a 30%. The defense is questionable, sorry. And he's only a 30% three-point shooter. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen enough of him, to be honest, about would he really, what his potential, what his ceiling really is. But from the highlights I've watched, from the, the breakdowns of his game, it seems like he's a guy that it would be a risk to, to bring in and send away a Kyle Lowry. And... I don't know. I'm not sold on those two guys to make this move, especially when you're including a first-round pick. But Davis Bertans, I think, is a negative asset. I think that guy would be a complete ah. mess wow. for the Raptors to pick up. I, I get he's a remarkable three-point shooter. He can splash at home. But have you ever heard of a guy named Ryan Anderson, Riker? Have you ever heard of a, a player that the Houston Rockets signed to a very similar contract on less years? And... He was played completely out of the league because he can't play defense. This guy is on the Washington Wizards, and they're not letting him on the court for that many minutes because he can't play defense. The Wizards are the worst defensive team in NBA history, it feels like, and he's out there not even getting minutes. Yeah, so no wonder. So no wonder they're not going to play him then. You put him on one of the best. <laughs> There's a low teams. bar he'd need to put, get minutes on the Wizards, and he's just not reaching that bar. Nick Nurse is not playing our three-point shooter because he just as missing rotations and he's at least trying out there Bertans is a guy that we've seen similar players just completely get played out of the league and he's got injury history he's getting 16 million dollars Riker in 2025 2025 that's the level of money you're paying to this guy I think that's a poison pill contract I I don't know this yeah, this debate this it's trade the money is that makes me question me. it then it's the money that makes me question it. But let me say this at, in his defense. Not that I'm sold on this trade proposal. I just want to at least give some parity to the argument. Let me at least say in his defense, the five spot is maybe the easiest to guard in the NBA. Now, somebody in the comment section might say, <laughs> Riker, you're tripping. That's completely false because the Raptors are getting slaughtered by big men this season. But if Aaron Baines can go out and slow down Vucevic, who is a prolific big scorer he's a 23 point per game guy and Aaron Baines went out there and held him to 15 on like 23 percent from the field I'm sure Bertans could go out and hide behind four good perimeter defenders that's my one thing it's not like he's it's it's not like he's Matt Thomas where you're putting you know 6-3 Matt Thomas out there to guard against the quickest people in the in the entire world you know these are some of the best athletes <laughs> in the world you're asking them to go out there and guard big men but I agree the contract is crazy and he'd have to be a heck of a player when you brought him in to make something like that worth it. And Ben, the one thing we haven't really talked about, you said it, but then I tried to skip over it. I wanted to wait before we said it. It's not just a pick. It's a lottery pick. And or a lottery Raptors, protected. A lottery protected? Well, yeah, I don't even know. I'll, throw, I'll throw it back on the screen. Yeah. 
2024 lottery protected first round pick. So if it's in the lottery, we don't have it. But I suspect the we Raptors don't, have, don't. We don't have to trade it. Got yep. It. But I, I suspect if the Raptors are going to be good for the next few seasons, we have too many young players not to be. But still, those late first round picks have been very valuable for this team going in the Extremely past. Extremely valuable, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, or continue. The one thing that I want to say for this is people are calling Lowry's name. You know, every video that we've made now, his name is getting put, even in a good game, people say, this is this is just one kind of blip or it's against a bad team. We still need to trade him, right? Bradley Beal's name, his wife is complaining. The whole internet wants him to get traded out of Washington. So he's yeah. probably got to go somewhere. You know, people are still trying to compete or contend with the super team that the Nets have assembled. Whether or not they're going to make a deep push, I don't know. And then, like I said, Ben Simmons was apparently enough the the 76ers didn't want to make the deal but he was apparently enough to get the Houston Rockets to move James Harden so I I I kind of agree with you that this trade in particular doesn't make sense but if we're going to follow the train of thought that all these guys are at least Beal and at least Lowry are going to get moved is there any overlap there or is that just not going to happen is it out of the realm of possibility well Riker I spent today, I think the past week, you and I have uh, been slacking on the Instagram DM responses. We had 30 in the in the requests. We probably had 30 more just, just waiting to be answered. But So I went through them, and I'd say about half. I'd put it about half, right? Are people probably responding to that post we made a, a week ago still, uh, looking for trades and stuff. But I'd say about half, unprovoked, said, get us Bradley Beal. What would we do to get from Bradley? I've heard things as ridiculous as Norman Powell straight up for Bradley Beal to to Fred VanVleet, Siakam, and four first nice. round picks. So, regardless of where you fall on this this spectrum of how much you want Beal, Raptors fans, it seems like a lot of Raptors fans are there, whether how ridiculous the trade may be or not. Either way, so if this trade were to happen, obviously Lowry, we mentioned in the last uh, last couple videos, he's been a uh, put as like a plus 300 betting odds for being one of the top four or five guys in the league to potentially be traded and obviously you and I have a lot higher opinion of those betting odds since that Kawhi Leonard debacle where we thought we were getting LaMarcus Aldridge instead of Kawhi Raptors Digest fans for back then will remember but they're saying Lowry's (laughs) potentially going to be traded Bradley Beal is a guy that's been talked about for the past year now so do you think there's a world where we get Bradley Beal? And we talked about this, I think, uh, a week and a half ago, the the Bradley Beal scenario. But Pascal Siakam's come back into his own right now. We're getting closer to the point where Fred and OG can be moved, uh, I believe so, in mid-February, March. People are saying maybe a deal for Fred, but the, the big name that's been talked about is Siakam. And when I hear people like all NBA podcasts talk about young assets that can be traded for Beal. I hear Michael Porter Jr., I hear Tyler Hero, and even with Siakam at his lows, and he's played a lot better recently, I think he's a much better asset than those two guys. Maybe that's homerisms, maybe that's what it is, but he's a guy that was all NBA second team last year. He's looking a lot better in the past week or so, looking more athletic and things. So would you be, firstly, would you be okay with the Raptors moving Siakam maybe a couple picks for Bradley Beal? And do you think that's like a potential possibility? Because I think that beats out the the Nuggets and the, the other teams that are potentially in the mix here. The Raptors front court is so incredibly weak, even with Siakam, 
to trade him for a guard makes to me absolutely no sense. I get how strong, how talented Bradley Beal is, but I just don't see where Masai Ujiri could possibly turn the team at this point in the season or in the near future to get back talented enough big men to compete and to make any significant ripples in the East. I, I, I just don't see that move being positively impactful for the Toronto Raptors unless somehow you got Beal and Hachimura or something like that. But why would the Wizards trade yeah, away basically not, two of their best yeah. guys for Siakam? Yeah. It wouldn't happen. So to me, I, I think end of the day, I agree with everybody in our DMs, everybody in all of the all of our comment section that, you know, not necessarily trade Lowry for him or whoever, but just the idea of wanting to get Bradley Beal. I agree he'd be a fantastic fit. But if you're trading one for one or Beal for Siakam in a ton of picks, you're you're just going to decimate the front court, Ben. And I don't see how we could possibly get around that. Yeah. And I've been very high on Siakam potentially returning. I think both of us have, right? We've been critical. Obviously, we memes him. But we've always prefaced it and we said, he'll bounce back. He'll continue as the season's gone along. I think we're in the trajectory of being proven right. He obviously has now had a few good stretches and then a few bad games. But I think overall, in aggregate, it's getting a lot better for Siakam right now. And... So would I be convinced, would I be completely sold, because we'd probably have to attach a couple assets to Siakam right now during his trade value, it's tough to really gauge that sort of how much Beal will command on the open market, so that is what it is. But assuming we're giving up Siakam and maybe a pick or another young guy, I'm not necessarily sold on that Riker, but... I don't think it should be for the reasons that you brought up. I don't think we should look at it and say, oh, we'll completely deplete our front court. I don't, because when you're trading star players, when you're making those moves for those top potential guys, you want the best overall talent. You want the best player to potentially be on the court, and then you build around that player. And if Masai Ujiri is sold, especially with Siakam's inconsistency, that Bradley Beal is a substantially is a substantial upgrade over Pascal Siakam. I think you do that move. I think you make it and you worry about the other pieces later. Sure, it might hurt us in the short term, and this team will will suffer a little bit in the front court. We still have Utah, who's really emerged. We have OG who can play the power forward position, Chris Boucher, Aaron Baines. So it's not like we have no one up there, and we still have a roster spot to bring people in. But I think if you're convinced that Bradley Beal is a better player than Siakam and will be going forward and you don't think Siakam could really get to a higher level, I think you do that deal and then this offseason, figure it out. Just get some, fill out your front court and then really push for a championship run or something like that next season. The thing is you had three to four incredibly strong regular seasons with the Raptors under the leadership of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry before Masai started making moves. They had already brought in Serge Ibaka. They had already sort of market tested him to make sure that he was a good fit with the team before they go and do that big blockbuster deal. Then they need one more piece. And uh, I, did this all happen before or after uh, Kawhi Leonard? That was, was midway through the Kawhi year because JV played with Kawhi and stuff. So there you go. So they said, we're still missing a little bit. You trade CJ Miles and Jonas Valanciunas for Marcus Gasol. But that core was incredibly strong before you go and alter the chemistry of this franchise completely. So it makes sense why you'd be willing to part ways with the Rosen. This one here, if you're bringing in Bradley Beal, you're getting rid of your centerpiece at the power forward position. You already have a very inconsistent Boucher. You're already 
not sure where you're at with Aaron Baines, and you really have no other power forward centers unless you switch OG up to the five. To me, you you now have to look at what can we flip Kyle Lowry into? What can we flip Norman Powell into? So you'd have to make three consecutive really big trades all at once, Ben. And I, I don't know. I wish we had maybe even talked about this a little bit before it started, but I, I just don't know if that's the move for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I'm not sold it's a move because I'm not sold that Bradley Beal is where Siakam I think he's going, where he's headed. I'm not sold he's that much of a better piece to really overcome all that sort of stuff. But if you are convinced, if Masai Jerry thinks Bradley Beal is that 35-point-per-game score, which he is right now on the Wizards, will be that on the Raptors and just take us to the next level, you just figure out the rest. You you get superstars the same way we did Kawhi. Obviously, it's a less optimal situation, but it is what it is. You want to get those players. But I feel like this is going to be a controversial video, so as Riker mentioned, leave a like at the like because we we realized that really helps us out. So leave a like, check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool subscribe. stuff. Subscribe. Check out the website. Articles coming through there. We uh, really appreciate you guys checking those out. And yeah, the TikToks popping, rocking. So check that there. Riker, do you have any last words or anything else Pop to plug? Rocking. Let's see how much we get flamed or not. If, if you have better ideas, leave them down again. This is a reaction, so don't play Moss for responding to this take, but something might happen. Let's see. Well, to, <laughs> Raptors fans have a lot of opinions on Bradley Beal trades, Riker. <laughs> that is true. Cheers.